Michael Massey and I are excited to be offering a workshop on Sunday, December 12th. We're going to be diving into consciousness, explaining a bit about the building blocks of reality, what that has to do with our suffering, and how to shift out of that suffering and into a higher experience of life. If you're wanting to stop living from a place of stress, fear, anxiety, and relationship breakdowns, or want to become more aligned with your purpose, you aren't going to want to miss our Connecting with Consciousness workshop. It will start at noon on December 12th, and we'll meet over Zoom. It'll be recorded, so no worries if you can't make it live. Register now on karagoodwin.com. Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I'm joined by Jenny Gain. Jenny's been empowering women around the world to transform mediocre lives into experiences of true abundance, joy, and love through leveraging the principles of the law of attraction. She's had a lifelong interest in the power of the mind, which has led her to a degree in kinesiology, years of experience as a law of attraction coach, and the founder of the Law of Attraction Skills Camp. And she's also the author of The Champion Mindset, Access Your Power to Create, Leveraging the Law of Attraction. So welcome, Jenny. Such a pleasure to have you here. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here, excited to connect with you about what you're passionate about and how our our passions overlap and intertwine. It's going to be great. Yes, we've had a little chat before we started and there there is a lot of overlap, so I'm really excited to have you here. Yeah. So let's just start with the law of attraction itself. Um, I have not explored this on the podcast. I'm familiar with it in my own. Yeah, so you're the first guest I've had who... Um, who we can dive into this with. So there are likely people who are not familiar with it. So can we just step back first? And in case this is new for anybody, what is the law of attraction? Will you tell me your understanding? Because I know your listeners are used to your voice and words. So what is that? Okay, that's a great point. So my understanding, and it may be flawed, so um, I am familiar with it through Abraham Hicks. And I'm not sure if she was the first person to kind of phrase it that way or um, but that's where my exposure comes from and it's really around how we are bringing forth into our lives what we're putting out so I think of it from like a vibrational or a frequency standpoint where um, we're all resonating on different frequencies and as we do different things it changes our frequencies our thoughts change our frequencies our words our actions and it's kind of you know we and and so whatever we're wherever we're playing is where we're what's coming back to us is also on that frequency so we're using that to kind of match up what we want like what what do we want our reality to be how do we want our life to be we get to that frequency and only the things that are in alignment with that are what show up so that's kind of how I understand it yeah you have a great base of knowledge that's great oh wonderful um I like to explain it like everything, and I'm the same way, all about vibration. I'm a big Abraham Hicks fan, uh, Eckhart Tolle. Those are my two kind of big gurus. Mm, <laughs> and good ones. Everything in our entire universe is energy. Everything is, is 
vibration, no matter what you're seeing, right? Physical matter, physical body, space, any, everything. So we're all connected at that vibrational level. The law of attraction is just a, a law that's applied to our universe, the same way the law of gravity is applied to our planet. So it, it just is, it's there. Whether we know it or wake up and say, I'm going to use the law of gravity today, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's there. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So the law of attraction is always at play. And what it's doing is aligning vibrations or frequencies of similar frequencies, just bringing them together, bringing them together. So because we are this, like as a human being, we're this beautiful body of energy that's just radiating out energy and the law of attraction is responding to that. So all of the humans and everything, it's the law of attractions coordinating and managing and lining up all these things. And so it's extremely powerful for us to become aware of how this works and just even acknowledging it in our life, we get to then leverage the principles so it's easier to get more of the things that we want to be lining up with. Mm, that's yeah. perfect. I love it. So how did you become interested in, in this? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty, it's a pretty law of attraction story in yeah. itself, like things unfolding very naturally. But after school, I was traveling in Australia, Australia for a year and, you know, doing the, what am I going to do with my life? I just want to be free. And um, I always knew it was very important to me to do work I love, like be passionate about what I do. And I, for some reason, I always had this sense of, um, well, I guess I'll say it the opposite way, but I didn't want to be a victim in my life. Like I knew we had power and like, I just saw the way people were living life and pushing through, pushing so much. And, and I'm like, there's got to be something else. And so I really didn't want to settle in any unfulfilling work. And so that's, I think, kind of why it took me a while to get into, I mean, a while, depending on what, but what, how you, what time frame right, you How you define that. that. Yeah. yeah. What you define as a while. Um, but yeah, so I was traveling in. I came across um, one of the Abraham Hicks books, uh, The Power of Your Emotions. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the answer. This, this is like the, the reason I've been, I was not thinking of a career at all. It was just like, this is what makes sense. Mm -hmm. I get it, you know, life, <laughs> like, yeah. why things, why things happen. And, um, and so I just started practicing it and living it in my life. And it was a couple of years later, one of my, and I was still kind of floating around between different jobs and career path, doing some physio and event things and fitness things and all these different things. And then one of my friends said to me, you know, oh, you're basically like my law of attraction coach. You know, we were just having a conversation and I was like, what is that? What do you mean? You can, I can get paid to talk about this and help people <laughs> learn this. <laughs> and so then that was like a whole new path. And then I just, it was very natural and very easy. And people started like seeing these results in their life. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is perfect. I want to do this. And it's just unfolded from there. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. It yeah. seems like you wasted no time. I mean, it was just like. It, yeah. I mean, I'm a big believer in that 
concept as well. You know, nothing is did. Right, right. And I believe yeah. that too. But it's beautiful to see you be able to express your career yeah. so quickly. You know, for, for me and for many people, I think, you know, I started in corporate and yes. I did that for many years, you know, and and I'm, you know, doing the family thing. I'm doing like, you know, I have yeah, like yeah. this very traditional kind of beginning yeah. And then, um, and, and it, being able to kind of line up my, my life so that it's all kind of expressing in that way where it's like, wait, I can line up like what I do for a living with what I'm passionate about, you know? And I think there's so, so many people are having that experience and especially right now, like there's Mm -hmm. so much opening and awakening happening and, that the this of our experience is always so valuable for us right you know like all that time in corporate is like fueling you in a good in a positive way to guide you to align with this path right it's they're all it's all it's all a part of it which is really amazing yes absolutely there are definitely skill sets and and people and experiences that and desires yes Yes. Absolutely. That have all paved the way for, for, you know, how things are, are coming into being and have, have manifested. So, yeah. yeah, some of the, one of the main principles when you're getting into leveraging a lot of attraction is this idea that when you know what you don't want, you know what. You want. Mm. So a lot of the time, and it's not always so direct, but a lot of the time when we're experiencing things we don't want, contrast, corporate, busyness, stress, all that, that is being okay, you know, like pay attention here. There's things that this is highlighting what you do want. And we just have to get our energy and focus over on that side to start attracting and lining up with more of that. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Um, so can we talk about some of the examples from your own life? Like how has the law of attraction, how have you used, because of course, like we've been talking about that it's just a law like gravity. I love how you put that. It's like, you can use it and acknowledge it if you want to, you don't have to, it doesn't change anything. It's just, do you want to have the information and be lined up with what's already happening and use it to your advantage or not? Um, but how have you intentionally used in your own life the law of attraction? Yeah, um, that's that's my favorite part of it, that it's just always happening. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I guess I, I started, I mean, this started along when I was nine years old. This is going way, way back, but I was put in this core mental mind understanding in your mind course that taught you how to visualize at um, nine visualize and at nine yeah you had some cool parents <laughs> that's awesome I know and it's funny to think about because I was like I don't want to go inside like I don't want to go for the weekend and good mind stuff and <laughs> but one of the um really powerful parts that came out of that was visualization like and they called it going into your going to level, which is very, it's the same essence of meditation, not so much, but um, anyways, learning to visualize. And I was an athlete and I remember playing soccer and I was maybe 13 or something. And I, we were driving to a game and I said to my dad in the car, I said, you know, 
I'm going to score a goal off the kickoff, you know? And my dad's like, okay. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I've been visualizing and he's just kind of like, you know, okay. Anyways, I apparently kicked it off, kicked. I, I was the one that kicked off, chased the ball down and scored a goal within the first like minute. I have chills all over. That's amazing. Yeah. So I really started to understand that how we think and focus makes a difference in our life. You know, so I've been practicing this for a long, long time and it it gets way easier and easier and more powerful and more powerful. But um, some of the other ways, so meeting my wife was probably the most intentional I've been because, you know, love is the most, you know, one of my most important things. I love love and, mm-hmm. and all its different ways that it expresses. And so same kind of idea with the job and my career path is I never, I didn't want to settle. And there was so many people that tell you you have to sacrifice and you have to compromise and um and I just like I don't I don't believe it and so I I went through a number of relationships like amazing relationships that were so very close and deep and and I it was a lot of kind of that growth that inner growth to say this this isn't it even though it was so great Mm -hmm. and then so part of the intentional part of that is just continuing to be clear and can like getting clear about what I want, um, using experiences, reflecting back, most importantly, being who I want to be. So this is one of the biggest, when we really like talk about the law of attraction, it's your thought. It's great what you're thinking and focusing and feeling, but the most valuable part, the most powerful part is being who you want to be, you know? So when you're attracting a relationship or you're looking for that mate and you want someone, you know, you want to be appreciated and you want to be loved and you want to be respected. Well, we do be that in our Mm. own energy in our own being. And, and we attract that. Um, I think it was one of my favorite quotes. I think it was Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza who says, you don't attract what you want. You attract who, what you are. Ooh. And that's that whole being part, right? Yes. So yeah, constantly yep. learning on that. Yeah, that's I know that's powerful. You, I love this. Um, the way that you talked about, you went through a lot of really great relationships, and they were really valuable and beautiful and deep, and they helped you to use the law of attraction to zone in on your wife now. And I'm curious about, um, because you mentioned earlier that like you kind of can use what you don't want to know what you do want. Is there a, is there something to be watchful for in, in that where it's like, okay, now I know that I don't want this. So let's say for example, you had a beautiful relationship with somebody and there was there was a, a flag like in some there was something there where you just didn't jive and you're like this is the sticking point and this is why I know I can't go further. So there's the recognition of that and there's the acknowledgement of that. But how do you work with the law of attraction so you don't like 
draw that to you because you're so aware of that sticking point. Does that make sense? Ooh, good one. Yeah, that's a great question because that's actually what a lot of people do. So the way the law of attraction works is it's our it's only an inclusive universe. So we can't we it's just attraction attraction attraction. We don't push things away. We can't say no to something and it goes away. When we say no to something, it comes to us. Okay, because the energy is active. Ooh, so okay. It's okay. Yeah, where energy, where attention goes, energy flows. So if you're saying, I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want this, that's what you're talking about. It's very active what you don't want. You actually attract more if you're doing that. So to answer your question, the key is to have an awareness of what you don't want and then moment, let it, let it help you clarify what you do want and then keeping your energy and attention going in that direction. So we, we don't get rid of what we don't want. We just attract more of what we do want and that takes up all. Okay. So is there like, I guess you can always flip everything where it's like, I can't deal with this one thing, but instead of being like, no, like you say, like rejecting, rejecting, then you're, because we can only focus on really one thing at a time, truly, you know, when we try to multitask what, I mean, studies have shown this too. You're actually just flipping back and forth between things like quickly rather than managing a bunch of stuff in your head at one time. So it's really helpful to just focus on one thing at a time to the best of your ability. Um, Likewise, I guess in this case, it could be like, instead of focusing, instead of drawing to you through your awareness and your attention, what you don't want, you can flip it to be like, oh, it really bothers me when somebody, I can't think of a great example right now. I'm going to use punctuality. If somebody's like always late, you know, drives me crazy. And that's a, that's a no go for me. Like I can tell just I can't get through that right now. Yes. <laughs> and um very benign example, but let's just go no, with it. That's, but it's important. There's there's so many of those little things that we don't think we have, I don't want to say power, but influence over. And we do. Mm-hmm. You can change how you experience someone's punctuality. And for anyone listening, make this a test for yourself like this. You'll be able to see it in your life. Oh, can you go into that? Yeah, absolutely. So we don't have the power to create in anyone else's life, but we, and we can manage and control how we experience other people. So say you have someone in your life that is not on time a lot, Mm -hmm. not very punctual. And you've built this because you observed reality. So you observe them showing up late and late and late. Now you have created this for them. So you have, you identify them as someone who's late. And then if it bothers you, it's like a negative feeling inside you, right? So when you see them be late, now you have an emotional response to your world. And now that's active in you and the law of attraction will respond to that. That's the other thing about the law of attraction. It's has no bias. It's not, it doesn't, have a judgment about negative emotion is bad and positive is good. It just responds to whatever emotion it feels. 
okay, or whatever vibration it feels. Um, and so, so yeah, so what you can do, if you have someone like this in your life, you're reminding yourself, like, I get to create my reality. I can choose how I experience this person and their time. So I have this five-step kind of process that I use in skills camp and the, to give a summary, the first thing is you become aware. So, you know, okay, I'm seeing this person as someone who's late. The second step is to release resistance. So then you have to choose a thought about it, a perspective that feels a little bit better, that feels like relief. So you're pushing against what you don't want, right? So time we experience the lateness and we say no, or I don't let, we're pushing against and drawing it in. And so instead we could say, I don't have to control that, or they're allowed to be late if they want. I don't have to be affected by this, or maybe they'll be on time someday. <laughs> so, you know, you, <laughs> I like that. you, find any sort of statement or affirmation about the experience that just gives you a sense of relief. It's going to be different from every situation, every subject, every person. That's why it has to come from you. There's not like one universal thing you do. Um, and then the next step is, is the clarity. So what do I want? Acknowledging how, oh, I love it. I love being on time or I love the feeling of being on time. And even in that alone, you'll you do that a few times, like two or three times, you'll start watch how people will show up on time or the, at least earlier, or like you'll start to see it more in your life because that's what's active in you. And that's what the law of attraction is responding to. Oh, interesting. That's so, that's so cool. Thank you. And I yeah. love, so this is like a really practical example, I think, of how you can start to test the waters of, mm -hmm. of how the law of attraction is already working, but how to help it to really give you more mastery in your life. That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, to feel a sense of like, um, I used to say control, and at the beginning it does feel like control, but it's it's um, more like engagement with life. Like we mm. don't want to control life. We want to be with it. We want to flow with it. Right. Create you know? it. We're creators. Create it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're, and we're creators with life. The law of attraction, again, like it doesn't, it's just like the law of gravity. It doesn't have an attitude or opinion or it doesn't, it does not have your best interest at heart. It's just responding to your energy. Mm, yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you. So there, so you can use the law of attraction to manifest anything. And we, we haven't really gone into like the material world yeah. too much, but, um, let's talk a little bit about like this, the stigma of yeah. like from a spiritual perspective, you know, we kind of have this, this, um, they're different thoughts or I wouldn't say necessarily paths, but just the beliefs around the material world and, um, and How manifestation. Bad it is. Yes. <laughs> right. That we're trying yeah. to transcend yes. this material world. So how, how does that play in as far as manifestation in the physical plane? Okay. Um, well that belief our reality reflects what we believe to be true. 
So if we have, if we hold a belief that materialism is bad or we're not, we're supposed to transcend it or anything from that spiritual perspective, then we're not going to easily attract uh, physical things into our life because that's just how it is. So really it's getting back and stepping in and examining that belief. Where does that belief come from? Does it come from your source or your inner being or whatever you, you name that, you know, divine intelligence, or does that come from fear, you know, try, and, and trying to control or say something is even good or bad, right? I remember I, I read in a book and I don't remember who it was or I heard it, but everything in our life is spiritual. You know, they're not the, I think it came out in, oh, it was, we were talking about physical body and money, right? So a lot of sometimes false beliefs that come from the spiritual side of the world is we, just like what we're talking about, like we should be all spirit and not care about our physical body. And, but spirit comes into, like expresses through a physical body. We, mm-hmm. we can't experience life or we can't experience transcendence without a physical form. And so it, 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 it's all connected. There's no separation. There's no spirit form. It's all one thing. And so to not respect our physical form or appreciate or acknowledge or love our physical form in all the millions of ways it's expressed in this world, we're denying a part of our spiritual self. I love that. Yes. So this goes, this is a good time too, to talk about the ego as well, because we've got this, I mean, I love that point that we are spiritual beings. This is, there are a lot of different schools of thought and teachings around what's the purpose of life? You know, why are we here? Why do we have form? Um, and, and my relation to form would be, you know, this is a temporary vehicle for experience, but for spiritual expansion, for spiritual experiences to help the eternal part of us to be able to grow and expand. But it's very, it's a very special tool for that. Um, when we talk about ego, that would be that identification with this temporary vehicle, this form. Um, so how do we how do we apply um, the law of attraction in in manifesting beyond egoic ways? So kind of the inverse of what we just talked about. Yeah. Okay. I want to hold that one for a second because okay. I wanted to sh- share. So. When we're talking about like letting kind of spirit be in our body and acknowledge and honoring that, and with the law of attraction, the two terms that kind of fit into this are allowing and resisting, mm-hmm. right? We're either allowing energy to flow around us, in through us, all of it, allow life to flow, or we're resisting the flow of life. And so having a thought like coming back to wanting material possessions Mm -hmm. and if that's right or wrong it's the judgment of right or wrong is the resistance right so 
Yeah, everything is neutral and we get to decide how we perceive it. So you can choose to perceive it as, as good or bad. And when you choose to see, so when you have a desire and you're like that, I shouldn't have that desire actually in resistance, right? Versus in this moment, choosing allowing and saying, oh, well, yeah, that desire feels good. Or maybe that desire is like allowing whatever is coming up in you or whatever you're wanting to be is what allows expansion to happen. It allows our inner expansion to happen versus anytime we judge or uh, anytime we judge something as negative, we're actually keeping ourselves in that. We're holding ourselves back from that expansion. Okay. Yeah. I love that. And so then does that play into from a frequency perspective, like the acceptance then increases your frequency or opens you up to be able to hold the frequency better? Yes. So resistance is the lower frequency. Easy, like, you know, top half of the scale, lower half the scale, neutral in the middle. So when we're we're in those lower vibrational frequencies and when we're allowing and we're opening we're in the higher vibrational frequencies and we humans like to say one is bad and one is good (laughs) because obviously um, and this relates to our emotions right so the frequency scale basically parallel to our emotional scale that's how we humans experience vibration experience different frequencies is our emotions. Mm -hmm. So we know what frequency we're at by what emotion we're feeling in that moment. Um, Yeah. So definitely higher frequencies are, you know, more of those positive, good feeling, open, allowing, loving emotions. And then the fear, the worry, the doubt, the stress is all the lower vibrations and frequencies. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. So then coming back to manifesting beyond the ego, actually, it's kind of a perfect tie in because we, you know, there's, there's desires that come from our egoic mind or that wanting needing place. And then there's desires that come from more of our true self. And so sometimes in manifesting people, and I think that's the spiritual disconnect when they're like, we shouldn't want that because if a desire is coming from your ego on in some way, you're probably not resonating with that. Like it's probably something that's coming more from the ego than, than you, you want, or that, you know what I mean? Is that, is that yeah. From like your eternal, your eternal expression. Yeah. So if it's, if your ego is driving, then you may not actually be, manifesting what your what's in your highest good yeah yes and I mean it ultimately big big biggest picture it's all it will it all has value all of our experience and manifestations have value for us and you know on that bigger eternal path um but some we have power to make it easier on ourselves (laughs) like I I'm a believer that life is meant to be joyous and fun and and full of love. And so, and yes, we're still meant to experience contrast and have all the emotions, but that mostly um, it's, it's meant to go well for us. Mm, Beautiful. Okay. 
So did we did we t- did we get that enough? The well, so is it? It's just a matter of considering like where where the desire is coming from for the manifestation. Yes. Okay. Yes, and I do think kind of like there's stages to our evolution. So at the beginning, I think it's really important to feel our power and step into our power and honor those egoic desires and watch yourself accomplish them and watch yourself manifest them and feel like, okay, yes, I have this power. And, and, and now what do I want? You know? So part of the fun of being here is being a creator and watching your thoughts turn into things. That's fun. It, and it only is gets in our way or becomes a struggle when we um, get in our way or we don't believe it's possible or attached to outcomes. And so what happens is like, I do think we, we naturally start to manifest from the ego and those desires come from the ego and then we get them and we're like, Oh, that didn't, I'm still not fulfilled, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And what does this mean? Because it starts to shift your, your, uh, your recognition of your power as well. So it's like, I, you, we all have to start somewhere. You, I don't, I don't know how effective it is to start to just like have zero experience with the, with acknowledging or experiencing yourself as a creator and going, all right, I'm going to feel into this like higher part of myself <laughs> yeah. and try to manifest from my eternal self when you have no exposure right. to it. Like it's kind of meaningless because it's not tangible so there are these stepping stones um, on on a spiritual path that help us to like, like you say, where it's kind of like, let me play with this in a way. I mean, play, but, you know, let me experiment. Yeah, play. yeah, play, experiment with this in a way that is tangible. So it's easy for me to see this reflection and so that I can get to know myself in a different way and experience it myself in a different way. And then what does that mean? Now my perspective starts to shift so that I, I now have, I'm starting to have more and more experiences of, wow, I am a creator. I'm not a victim. I'm, I'm, I am manifesting my reality around me all the time. And so then it's like a, it's a, two-way thing it's like I'm I'm experiencing this and I'm putting it out but I'm also getting back this reflection of something that's a new way to see myself that's much bigger and then it starts to open the door as well for that like wanting to express from a, a higher place exactly so your your desires will naturally evolve and that's why it's so important to honor where you are on your path and let the desires you have be right you right now honor them follow them achieve them experience them and then will always be more yeah yeah um oh what's I gonna say that was that was it's so perfect what you just said Oh, thank you. It's just this natural evolution of your desires. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, it's, this is a beautiful way to kind of accelerate that as well, you know, because it's, it is such a, um, powerful formula of like, again, like this natural law, but if you're not utilizing something like that, it can take, if you're just kind of 
mindlessly creating because you are, you know, but it's just you may not like what's coming back to you because it's not thoughtful. Um, yeah. But it it really can help to rapidly accelerate that experience of yourself as something more powerful and and divine. Yeah. It just feels so much better. Like I just remember going from questioning everything and not having a sense of clarity to just being able to, when you understand how this works and how you're creating your life and that you have a choice. Like I think that's the biggest thing. We have a choice, whether we choose, whether we're in the place to take it or not, because we're not always, we don't, you know, is just knowing I think that knowing we can have what we want and we can have the life that we want to have lets you relax a little bit, you know, Yeah. that first sense of control. And soon as you relax, then you, you, that is the path more and more relaxing is the path to more and more of what you want less and less of us trying to control conditions and just trusting and that, and something to comment on was, we don't learn through or we don't learn and grow through teaching or words or listening or reading. We have to experience life. Exactly. Yes. So it's like we need this time to experience. And so this kind of path to evolution we're talking about is like honor where you are, experience, reflect, and you'll naturally grow. That's the whole process. It's like cyclical. It is not a straight line. Yes. Yes. That's so powerful. Thank you. So let's talk a little bit about how you've seen people get the law of attraction. I'm going to put air quotes around wrong because we've, we've talked about how, you know, we, we like to be like good and bad, right and wrong. So if we, if we just utilize that word for the time being, um, how are people not using it the most effective way? So I love it. I love your (laughs) phrase, your consciousness (laughs) around your words. Um, So one of the things when people first learn about law of attraction and manifesting the, there's kind of an idea of like, oh, I just have to feel good and be happy all the time and my life will be good. Mm. Well, that is one of the ways that they get it wrong is they try to feel too good too soon. And I still coach all my clients through this very often mm. and myself as well, because feeling any sort of negative emotion, we like want to get away from it. We're like, get me out of here. Right. Yeah. And, and when we come back to the concept of um, resisting or allowing, we are resisting that negative emotion. And so we stay there. Oh, so, un- okay. right. Mm-hmm. And so feeling good too, too soon, trying to feel good too soon is one of the ways that we actually kind of keep ourselves spinning. Okay. And so would that be from like, I mean, one of the ways that, and this isn't really through necessarily what I understand from law of attraction, but one of the things that comes up for me would be like that we may, because you were talking about, we stay there. Is that from like a buried perspective where, because we don't allow it to actually flow and process it stays in our energetic field. Exactly. It's active. Okay. So if we're resisting it, we're pushing against it, but we're still giving energy to it. 
Okay. Or we're still giving attention to it. So we're giving energy to it. Okay. So yes. then what, what do you recommend when life throws lightning bolts at us and, and we do want to utilize the law of attraction. So it's like, whoa, 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 I don't want this, you know? And so yeah. how, what is the best way to, to deal? To move? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it depends on the intensity of the emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's, and I'll give it general examples, but if it's something light, like when someone shows up late and we're like, ah, yeah, <laughs> then the answer is like, get off the topic, you know, do the process we did or, or just forget it. Don't think about it. Don't try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Right. If it's an intense emotional experience, like if, someone you care about is suffering or something like that. And we're having that negative emotion or something is going really stressful or frustrating at work. So depending on the intensity of the emotion, then the job is to feel it. Then the job is to let it be. Mm. So this, this actually might be enough words for people to start to practice, but to acknowledge the emotion and feel a sense of allowing around the emotion without trying to change it. And the the key in that is it will change itself because as soon as we give it space, because our natural, uh, we naturally want to be high and in love. Like that's our source is that loving place. And so as long as we don't resist the emotions that are, will naturally be guided to feel better and better. Mm. Okay. I love that. It it brings to mind actually something from last night and this wasn't emotional but it when you talk about that it will change and things, yeah. you know, that's an important thing for everybody to remember because when we are feeling intense emotion or intense anything, it feels like, oh, now this is my life. You know, you know, it's like we kind of forget that like everything is transitory and it all kind of keeps moving. But my daughter stubbed her toe last yeah. night, really hard. Like you could hear it like, oh. right. You know, and then it was, she was wailing. She's 11 yeah. and she was like in so much pain. And I was like, try, uh, we were, you know, sympathizing with her and like, oh my goodness, you know, that really hurts. And, but I'm like, breathe, Layla, just breathe, 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 like big, in, like big breaths in and out because, but it, you do like, and I can't remember who said it. It might have even moves energy. Breathing. Did you say? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Breathing moves energy. That's what that's doing. Yes. Right. And I yeah. think it was even my son or somebody said like, it it's so it hurts so much right now but it it will get better you know and it was like but it's like we do I mean I I have done that so many times like you know because I'm a human we all have experienced such a like common experience where it's like oh my god my toe from now (laughs) on it's gonna feel like this and I don't never gonna be able to get through it you know and it's like and it kind of it can assuming you don't break it like it can pass very quickly Um, but when, man, it is intense. Like when it comes, it it is like, oh my God, my world. And all the attention goes there. You know, it's like all the focus and it, it wasn't just her focus, like all three of us who were there, you know, it was like, we were all zoned in on that toe. And, um, and then, you know, 
two two minutes later, it it had passed. But it's so intense. Um, and she had ice cream in front of her. That helps too. Distraction. <laughs> Yeah. That's what my husband said. He was like, oh, and ice cream helps. You better get on it. You know, and it was like, yes, that's so true. But that's great. Kids are like amazing manifestors because they are so present in their attention. And then like you can distract them. I'm sure you experienced that. Like there could be a trauma and then you distract them and they're like happy again, like in an instant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's allowance. Like that's allowance. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the older we get, we start to accept these ideas about reality or what's true or ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then they play over and over and over. And then we attract from that place. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So I brought up my my kids there. Um, I'm inter- I'm curious about how the law of attraction works in in parenting and in relationships. And yeah, you're and, gonna love this. Okay, it's all about you. Oh, good. <laughs> I love when things are about me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the same with everything, but with parenting, it's our energy is creating our experience, attracting our experience. So, um. Well, this is actually a good example. So if your daughter stubbed your toe and then then your reaction was like, oh my God, are you okay? And you go into worry and you go into fear and what's this going to mean? That's that's your energy and, and the law of attraction and will line things up like that. So never mind, well, you will influence your daughter to more fear, right? You'll mm. also attract maybe you stubbing your toe or something. Mm. So in parenting, kids, I mean, are so starting from as young as they can, well, right when they're born, they're feeling energy, right? They, they might, they understand energy more than they understand words. So when that's why it's so important as parents, we're like the leaders, we're going to teach them how to respond through our energy, not our words, not what we're saying to them. Cause there's, that's not always in alignment. You know, um, Abraham Hicks uses this example. I don't know if you've heard it, but maybe your kid makes you mad or something. And you're like, but I love you. And like, you're saying like, <laughs> you know, I love you with frustration. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're only feeling frustration. Um, And so with parenting, it's all about like you taking care of you. And this is like, I'm not a parent yet where it's, it's on our path, but we, um, the biggest thing I teach my clients is to not take responsibility for your kid's happiness. And they're like, but that's my job. And I'm like, no, it isn't (laughs) because Right. Cause like your kids have their own inner being, your kids have their own guidance and we're the only ones responsible for our happiness. And so if we, if you take care of yours and you be that shining light for your kids, that's how you'll teach them to take care of themselves, not by trying to fix all their problems or manage their experience for them because they are the creators of their reality. That is so powerful and, and it's really important and it is, it is hard to, um, to embody because we do want to, 
provide the highest, you know, experience of joy for them that we can. Um, but there's so much wisdom there. And, and it brings to mind, what is her name? Um, Glennon Doyle, I think. Glennon Doyle, yeah. Yeah, and, and her book, her latest book, um, Untamed. And I, I loved that. It's been a while since I read it. But she talks a lot about that where she's like these, she talks a lot about how parents, the sacrifice that and the martyrdom that parents um often will, you know, it's just like, I will sacrifice everything, all my happiness, my career, my joy, my um, meeting up with my friends, my, you know, because I'm giving it all to my kids. And then it's the question of what are you modeling for them? So you're giving everything to raise these beings who, what are you showing, how are you showing them how to live? Because is that what you want for them? Do you want them to swallow their lives that exactly. you're setting? Yeah, you're setting, you're giving them everything, ideally so that they can have this amazing life. But then what what are you teaching them? Okay, here, you you're take my life. Sacrifice. Yeah. And now when it's when you're a grown-up, don't live. You yeah. know, stop yeah. living. And, and, you know, miss the whole experience so that you can be obsessed with your kids, you know, for better or worse. But um, I think that's a really powerful way to look at it of like, you know, you're sacrificing and in the doing, in that doing of that sacrifice, what you're, because like you say, it's, the actions and the energy, they are what is actually speaking. So if you want them to know that they're valuable, you have to show that you're valuable. And so you need to take the time for yourself. Go and make sure that they see that, you know, and doesn't mean, obviously, there's a big gap between taking care of yourself and neglecting you know, so it's, they still are taken care of there, you know, it's, it is not difficult to, it's not either or exactly. Thank you. Yes. And when the amazing thing is when you prioritize your own being, you are inspired to care for your kids ways that you probably don't have the energy for when you're trying to force everything. Right. The physical energy, like you, you, you love most, usually you love your kids and you want them to thrive. When you thrive, you, you'll naturally be inspired to do that for them. Right. Yes. Beautiful. This has been so transformative. Like that style of parenting, I've watched it in my clients, you know, usually six months to a year and they're just like my whole family is so different. And I'm like, yeah, because of you. Well, it's one of the reasons. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it is, it's really powerful. It's very powerful. So, and, you know, if we go back to what are we doing here? What, you know, let's take a stab at what is the, the purpose of life? Why, why are we in these vehicles, these body vehicles you know, and it's experiencing, it's experiencing yeah. our lives, not trying to live other people's lives 
um, including those of our children. Yeah. Yes. So good. Well, I have loved this. This has been such a really rich and powerful discussion. So thank you so much. And please share how people can find out more about you learning and learning from and working with you. Yeah. Um, firstly, thank you as well. It's been, I love like the co-creation that exists and that that's available to us. So um, yeah, it's really easy. It's just my name, G-I-N-N-Y-G-A-N-E.com, or you can Google it. All the stuff's there. Really okay. Easy. <laughs> and you do coaching, like yeah, one-to-one I coaching? A, I have a group course. I do one-to-one coaching. And then I have a ongoing community of women that we, we work with for the kind of the long term. Okay. And then you have your skills camp as well. Yes, that's my course. And I oh, also okay. have a podcast with um, an, a co-host, Cassie Parks, and we talk all about manifesting. There's a hundred episodes. So if and, you're interested, it's a great resource. And what's the name of your podcast? It's called Manifest It Now. Okay, wonderful. And I'll put the links to all of that in the show notes so that people can easily access it. Awesome. So thank you again. Thank you so much. And and thank you just for the work that you're doing in general. I mean, thank you for being here today, but thank you also for just helping people to uncover this light within them uh, via your light. It's beautiful. Thank you. It's a joy. And thank you for listening. Please subscribe. You can rate and review and share. Thank you so much, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.